Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. I really hope you guys are enjoying the show, the podcast, our social media, the YouTube, everything. The whole community of uh, Tea Time Reports in general. Hopefully everyone's um, enjoying it to uh, every ability and extent that they can. In this episode, it's going to be very exciting. I always love doing the pregame episodes for the Detroit Lions and this is going to be an exciting one. The Detroit Lions so far in the 2023 NFL season... Um, two weeks in, they are 1-1. One one. They've played very good teams back-to-back, and then they're going to have another one in Week 3 in the Atlanta Falcons, who are traveling to Ford Field. Uh, Detroit needs to win this game for sure. They have a Thursday night football matchup against the Green Bay Packers on a short week ahead, so they need to come away with a win here to cushion themselves properly. Um, I have a lot of expectations in this game, and I can't wait to break it down for everyone. Can't wait to go over some of the player performances, I think, that are going to pop off. Obviously, some news and updates regarding the Detroit Lions. And overall, my expectations for the score, predictions on the score, player performances. And also, I do want to break down why I have the Falcons so high in my power rankings. Um, If you're an NFL fan and you have not been tuning into our power rankings that come out weekly, by the way, uh, you are, you know, sorely missing out. Um... And I have the Falcons, you know, going into week three at the number five spot out of 32 teams uh, in the National Football League. I have, you know, the Lions at eight. So this is a top 10 matchup, in my personal opinion, um, between two teams we may see in the playoffs this upcoming uh, this upcoming go around, if you will. Um, the one thing that we got to keep in mind with Atlanta, and this is the one thing I'm going to talk about Atlanta first before I really dive into the Detroit Lions. Um, but Atlanta has a powerful rush attack. They have speed, power, explosiveness, plus the play calling to go inside of it. And a quarterback in Desmond Ritter who is not going to make an errant throw, who's going to play within the system, rely on the rush attack, and make smart short throws to intermediate throws to get that third and four, maybe to get that second and six converted. Most of the time, this team is going to be running the ball with Bajan Robinson and Tyler Algier. Two really good running backs that would start anywhere else in this league, you know, be a premier back anywhere else in this league, but they're splitting carries on this offense. This offense has Drake London, Kyle Pitts, you know, a very decent O-line, all things considering. So this offense is going to be something that we're going to have to slow down because when they get rolling on, on the run, on the ground and in, in, the, in the rush attack, they genuinely dominate time of possession, and then that genuinely wins games. We saw that, you know, in the Thursday night matchup, the beginning of week three, the, the Giants versus the 49ers. The 49ers had 40 minutes of possession time. You're winning the game every single time, 10, 10 times out of 10 with that possession time. So it's just one of those things where, you know, if the Lions are able to make those crucial stops, make and create a, a, a pressure like more than one from week two, Alex Anzalone was our only quarterback pressure. Let's get Desmond Ritter off of his you know spot. Let's force him to throw. So if we're able to eliminate the rush game early in this game, I'll be very thankful. I'm not going to say that with confidence by any means. Our defensive line did not play up to standard last week, but we do have a guy coming in that did not play last week, Isaiah Bugs. This guy is a run stopper, and that's what he does best. I can't wait for him. He's active. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is practicing. Uh, he's okay. The turf toe is all good. Josh Reynolds had that five, you know, thing, and uh, I think he's okay. D- 
David Montgomery also had a thigh bruise. They're saying that he's going to get he's going to be okay, but I imagine that Jameer Gibbs is probably going to get majority of the workload. But um, going back to the Falcons, um, you know, another a couple of more guys that are injured. C.J. Gardner Johnson played the most of the game with uh, in week two with a torn pec. He's out, and then uh, Fiatai, our left guard. So those are other key pieces that are out, but. Um, with the Falcons' defense, it being pretty solid all around, more like a bend-don't-break defense, um, I'm not completely sold on their pass defense. Jordan Love had three touchdowns on them. Should have won the game against them, but honestly, that offense is what kept it, kept them in the game. Um, but in general, if we are able to do what we did last week against Seattle in the pass game, Jared Goff, 126 QBR rating, stellar in the air. If he can do that with a complimentary rush game with Jameer Gibbs creating those explosive plays on this defense, I think the Lions will have a very, very nice time. You know, a very, uh, I'm not going to say easy go at it, but I'm going to sit here and say that this might be the best offense the Falcons have faced so far this season. So they're not going to be ready for this. I know that Sam Laporte is going to have a big game. Um, Another guy that's really going to have to step up, in all honesty, is Brian Branch. Uh, he, he is going to have to step up. I know Emmanuel Mosley is slowly but surely getting back into rotation. I know he's probably not going to play this week, but uh, hopefully week four we'll have him back and him and Cam Sutton will be at, you know, the wide receiver, you know, they'll be at CB1, CB2, and then Brian Branch can be the slot or nickel corner. Um you know, whatever they want to do with him, but they don't need to put too much pressure on him in his rookie season. Um, he's done really well so far, in my opinion, and I think he'll only get better with more reps, but I really wish that C.J. Gardner-Johnson would, re- you know, remained healthy, obviously, so they could have mended a chemistry together. They were playing very well uh, in the first two weeks together. Um, our, our main question mark on defense is going to be that, that overall pass rush, uh, we really need our guys like Aiden Hutchinson, John Kaminsky, Isaiah Bugs, uh, Aleem McNeil to step up. James Houston's out. Josh Pascal's out. C.J. Gardner-Johnson is out. They have to step up and make plays. We have the depth. We have the talent um, to handle injuries. So we really just need to showcase that you know we are capable of actually putting up a very, very stellar defensive performance because... Our defense is going to have to be way better than it is to be able to win a playoff game. Like, because Seattle, that might be a playoff rematch, you know, down the line. That might be a rematch in the playoffs. Because, you know, I think the Lions will beat them the second time around. But honestly, it's going to come down to the fact that our defense is going to have to play lights out football when it comes to our front seven. Um, you know, if Aiden Hutchinson can just get back to his, he still has that high motor. I still see his high motor every fucking play, but, uh, we just need to see some more production overall. And it's been a combination of things, probably a little bit of coaching, but I think a little bit of, you know, a little bit of a slump for our defensive line. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I expect, I expected a lot more going into this season and especially in week two, especially when Seattle had both their starting tackles on their own line out. But it didn't really show it that way. So, you know, maybe they can be schemed against and maybe Atlanta can scheme something against them. But I think right now I um, I would clearly take Atlanta over both of these teams, speaking objectively. But I think, you know, Jared Goff is clearly the better quarterback. I think Dan Campbell is the better coach. 
but I just think that the pieces that the Atlanta Falcons have on offense just kind of catapult them into a tier, of, you know, you know, maybe with, you know, obviously it's way too early to tell, but maybe with the Bills and the Ravens and they may be very competitive this year and no one really was talking about them in the offseason, but I'm still going to be high on Desmond Ritter. I think he's going to be a good quarterback in this league uh, and he's going to have a really solid system to be able to back him up and put him in the best position to succeed. But when it comes to this game, obviously I'm going to take the Detroit Lions, but I think this game is going to be incredibly close. I think, you know, you take the over in this game, which let me read off some of the uh, some of the stats here. The betting odds summary for this game, the money line is the Falcons plus 138, and then the Lions are uh, minus 164. The spread, the Falcons plus 3.5, um, parentheses, negative 115. Or the Lions, minus 3.5, parentheses, negative 105. And the total over-under is 46.5. I firmly believe that this game will go over that. So just straight up on the over-under, I'm taking the over. Um, The offenses are very high-powering. Very, very, very explosive in their own own ways. Um, And overall, I think that this game will definitely come down to the wire, but it'll definitely land in the Lions' favor. They are at home. It didn't play much of a factor in against the Seattle game, obviously. But against a younger team in the in the Falcons, I'm going to say it rattles them a little bit. And I'm going to say Ford Field definitely plays an advantage and uh, helps the Lions out. But I think that our defense is going to step up. I think Brian Branch is going to get another pick. Another guy I really want to see step up is Jack Campbell in that run-stop defense. You know, just get up hit those gaps, don't miss your assignments. Him and Anzalone and Malcolm Rodriguez, really good combination of linebackers that should be able to adequately fit your scheme in Detroit, as well as, you know, provide, you know, substantial amount of, in essence, beef and muscle up there to slow down at least or attempt to slow down this rush game. Um, I still do believe Bajan's going to go off because, I mean, if, if one of these running backs breaks out to the outside, there's only one guy I'm really confident in as of right now in the tackling, and that's, you know, and I hate to say it, you know, not Kirby Joseph, but it's Brian Branch. I really want to see Tracy Walker get some reps. He's still there. He needs to get back on the field and, you know, maybe move Kirby to a corner or start start experimenting a little bit with those guys. We have the depth. We have the talent on the, on the defensive side of the ball to deal with injuries. We just need to, subs- like, we need to actually subsequently and efficiently re-scheme a little bit in my opinion at least on the defensive side of the ball um, I would honestly play a little more off coverage you know I know that sounds a little rough but as of right now we don't have that hard hitter or that trash talker and CJ Gardner Johnson on the pitch um, and we genuinely you know Emmanuel Mosley is going to be a very nice welcome into the season he's not played yet um, still recovering and healing to get back to 100%, but Cam Sutton's been Cam Sutton. I'm more excited about Emmanuel Mosley's impact at this point. He's going to be a very, very good player to get back on this defense and get into this system for real, for real, uh, in his first debut start, which I'm very much hoping that it's week four, but we, he is going to be missed in this game. So will CJ uh, Gardner-Johnson, as well as uh, obviously James Houston, obviously Josh Pascal. I mean, we're dealing with injuries right now. We just really need to maintain course and keep steady with the offense. And this defense really needs to, you know, start overachieving like they were last year, maintaining good coverage, but also getting to the passer. Like, 
Aiden Hutchinson really needs to have a breakout game like he had in Week 3 against the Commanders last year. Had that three-sack game on Carson Wentz. He really needs to have that on Desmond Ritter. Um, a young quarterback, you, you got to feast, man. This line's got This D-line's got to feast. And you're in Ford Field. you got to show out for the fans. Um, but, yeah, no, like I was saying, this game will be very, very high-scoring, in my opinion. Um, but I think the Detroit Lions defense will get those two to three stops that they crucially need in those important moments in the game. And I think they will create a turnover. And I think we will see some sacks and quarterback pressures tonight. I mean, not tonight, but this weekend in week three. Um, depending on when I re- release this episode, this literally might be released Sunday, the day of the game. So, yeah, no, when it comes to this game, I'm actually very, very interested and intrigued because this is a test for both of these teams. Are the Lions real? Can they beat the hot hand? Or are the Falcons really real? And can they go 3-0? and I mean, either or. You know, it's going to look good for both teams, obviously. Um, you know, if the Falcons win, you know, they're, they're going to be talked about more and more as a legitimate contender. And the train, the hype train is going to build for them as the hype train for the Lions dies. But if the Lions win, then we can finally start seeing the consistency. Dan Campbell getting off to a really good start at 2-1 and one in the season. Um, the, his best start to a season yet. And I think we can really start to just package those wins under our belt so that we don't have to worry about them later on in the season like last year. You know, if we didn't went, lose against Carolina, thinking like week 15 last year, we would have won the we would have we would have went to the playoffs. We I'm not going to say we're going we would have won a playoff game, but we would have went to the playoffs. Um but the Lions really do need to go 2 and 1 here. Uh in their division, it's really kind of all up for grabs right now, but it's very competitive. So if they go 1 and 2, it's not over, but it's not the best look. Um I really do hope that our defense, again, it's the story of the game. Can this Detroit Lions defense step up to the plate, step up over adversity, and shut down a hot-handed running game and a hot-handed head coach that's 2-0, and trying to go 3-0, and potentially get his ass off the hot seat, or Arthur Smith. And I know Brandon likes him. I do as well. He's been good for this team and, and the consistency and kind of just been that stable factor in a, in a couple of rough years. But now he actually has some weapons and some some really good players to, to use and play chess with. So genuinely, it could be a really good season for him because he finally can use his whole playbook. But uh, I, I'm not worried about Kyle Pitts. I'm more worried about Drake London. But I'm really not overall worried about the pass game in this game. I think we genuinely need to force Desmond Ritter to throw it. And I'm scared of that as well because I think he's an efficient thrower. It's got good accuracy and a decent arm. And he's got good weapons on the outside, so genuinely it's a good offense all around, in my opinion. Um, That's why I do have them at number five, obviously. But I think what makes them premier in this league right now at this current juncture is the fact that their rush attack is next to none. You know, obviously Christian McCaffrey, but I I don't see a rush attack topping the Falcons at this pace this year. I mean, they're going dumb. Bajan Robinson is going dumb. He is the lock of the year, already an X-factor. So a guy, we, the Lions, and as Lions fans, we're going to have to look out for this guy. He's going to be trouble, you know, and we got to make sure that we're playing, you know, full sound and disciplined football. We're not missing tackles because if you miss a tackle on Bajan or Algier, it's just not going to work. Uh, these guys are built and, and ready to go. You know, the, these guys are ready to go and win some games this year as well, just like the Lions. So they really got to go throw their punches too and, I think, honestly, with the actual respect of the pass attack that the Detroit Lions are going to command, 
I think our rush attack is going to also explode and kind of thrive in this game in a weird way because they're going to be expecting us to throw and, you know, maybe the short pass game to eat up time. But I, I genuinely believe that Jameer Gibbs might have a breakout day against the Atlanta Falcons defense, who is not the best. Honestly, the bright spot of the Atlanta Falcons is obviously their offense. You want to watch out for those young playmakers over there. But their defense, they have good pieces here and there. But honestly, it's just one of those things where I feel like, besides Jesse Bates, who did get paid, shout out, their corners are a little lackluster at certain areas of the field. Um, and I feel like we have the depth as well as the scheme and obviously the offensive coordinator to manipulate as well as just overall win against this defense. And it's going to put this rush-heavy you know, attacking offense in those kind of positions like, oh, we're down 14-7 to right now. You know, okay, wait, no, it's 17-7. to We need to start throwing. And then, you know, that's where we're going to really hope for a pick. You know, hopefully Brian Branch gets one. Hopefully Jack Campbell gets one maybe. I mean, it's just going to be a really, uh, this is a fully vetted out, you know, and in a sense, offense that the Lions have. They have Josh Reynolds, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jared Goff, David Montgomery, um, and then obviously top five of the line in the NFL. But this defense really needs to prove itself this year in general. And I really think that this is a, this is a good spot to, to <laughs> you know, in the in retrospect, probably not, you know, but either way, like, this is a good team to be able to showcase your abilities against and really shut the haters and the doubters up and prove not only to everyone but to yourselves as you know Detroit Lions, if any of the players are listening out there, um, to genuinely be like, okay, I'm proving this to myself. I'm showing myself and my team that we can go out there and execute and win in these close games where Vegas is genuinely saying we don't know. This is this is a very e- like even game, equivalent game equally matched um, but the matchups in my opinion favor to the Lions especially when you put their offense against the Falcons defense but again you know the the Lions defense needs to show up show up themselves and really you know make a name uh, and, and get some respect in, in terms of you know not giving up high scoring games not giving up those third and longs not you know staying on the field for too long you know, getting those QB pressures and QB sacks, you know, creating that intensity and, you know, creating that pace and and owning the pace in the game. Because once you do that, once you own the pace, the tempo and the time in the game, you win it as well as the turnover battle as well. But, you know, I think the Lions can do those things and they have all the capabilities and potential to do those things, but they need to go out there and execute. And this is a perfect week three matchup to do it. Because both these teams are, this is a prove-it game. This is a a test, a challenge, if you will. And we will see the best of both sides. Or we might see a field goal fest, which I just highly doubt. Both are very prolific offenses that are showcasing a lot of ability to score points and move the ball around the field. And I think this is probably my game of the week. I talked about it in the Power Rankings episode. I already predicted the the score and stuff. But my more refined score in this game is going to be 31-27. to The Detroit Lions will take this home, um, and I think it will come down to probably a turnover, but I think the defensive play for the Lions will really showcase that they can be good in clutch moments when they really need to be to help their offense get back out on the field, and I think that's going to be a huge talking point in the post-game episode I definitely will be doing, um, is like, you know, obviously what production did we get out of, you know, some of our key playmakers, but 
as well as our D-line. You know, like our D-line in general, did we get pressures? Did we get QB hits? Did we get sacks? Did we get any of that? You know, if Anzalone is the only guy with 1-1-1-1-1 on the stat sheet, that's not good. You know, but shout out to Alex Anzalone. He's a, he's a dog and, you know, he got his money and he's a captain for a reason. Uh, I would like to see Jack Campbell and Malcolm Rodriguez see the see the field together at the same time uh, at some point. You know, I think that might be the better combo out there, you know. And, and you know, I really do want to see Jack Campbell step up this game. Same with Tracy Walker. I want to see him get some playing time. And I really do want to see Jameer Gibbs elevate his game, as well as Aleem McNeil. I think he really needs to showcase what he was doing last year and, and be that havoc wrecker in the inside of the line and just create that pressure and, and, and stop the runs, you know, blockade the, those run gaps and, and make sure you're doing everything in your possible ability to maintain your assignment. And I think the Lions defense will get out of this one with a W and they'll be the talking point. But I really do believe Jared Goff will have a nice game, probably over 300 yards, maybe 250, over 250, two touchdowns, clean game. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, I want to say he maybe potentially gets his first 100-yard game, but, uh, you know, we'll see. But uh, And then I think Josh Reynolds will get a touchdown, and Amin Ra will get a touchdown as well. Um, and then on the Atlanta Falcons side of the ball, Bajan's going to get a touchdown, probably 80 to 100 yards on the ground. Algier's going to get like 50 yards on the ground and probably a touchdown himself. But Desmond Ritter, I think, you know, despite me being very high on him in this game, I foresee him maybe making a mistake like losing a fumble or throwing a, you know, a pick or something or making a bad read and not being able to convert on third and downs and you know, later on in the game. But that's, those are kind of my predictions, but obviously make your own and watch the game for yourself. Make sure you stay tuned in for the post-game episode where I discuss, obviously, everything that happened in the game, standout players, moments, performances, you know, coaching calls, play calls, you know, officiating, all that. I'll break it all down for you, so make sure you tune in if you're, you know, a Detroit native or a Lions fan in general, or if you just love football and want to hear some shit while you're just doing nothing, you know. This is Trevor, and this is Tea Time Reports. We really appreciate everyone's support. Make sure you're tuned in to all of our social media accounts at Tea Time Reports on Instagram, Threads, TikTok, slash X, tw- uh, and Threads, I said that already, TikTok, excuse me, and uh, YouTube as well, sub to our YouTube channel. We should have another um, actual interview on camera uh, the first week of October coming up. Shout out to Brandon for putting in all that work, but shout out to all y'all for helping us and supporting us throughout this whole process and getting us to where we are at this point, and we're only going to keep growing and keep rolling, man, so... Definitely, uh, you know, stay tuned. And this is Trevor again. Take care, everyone.